Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, Internet, to another episode of Fan, Fan Bros. Bros, the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. And this is your boy, DJ Penhameen, a.k.a. the Butcher of Names, also known as the Kevin Bacon of the inter- Internet, the William Shatner of Hip Hop, and all that good stuff. Welcome to the special delivery episode of Fan Bros Show, where we cover the latest in TV, the big shows, the ones everybody's watching, the hashtagable things of the internets. <laughs> Yeah, you like that, Kimsonian. I, I think you should also be called um, Spoiler of Plots. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about another name for you, and because I, I don't think you have enough names. I think you have too little names, so I think you should be Spoiler of Plots. I got to flip that somehow, though, because I already got Butcher of Names as my Game of Thrones name, so I got to flip that, you know, into like a Star Wars or a Star Trek name, you know, Hell something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, I so hear the, that. I'm, I'm already the William Shatner of hip hop, so it's got to be Star Wars. I need a Star Wars, maybe a DC Comics name. You know, I'll find a way. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll make it a Pokemon, even. Spoiler right. of plots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Either way. Well, as you've already heard, folks, joined by me on the spaceship tonight is the one and only Kimsonian. How you doing, sir? Chilling, man. Space Ghost producer. And once again, we are here to give you the special delivery on our favorite show and our least favorite show. How's that hey, been? Hey, I mean, hey, hey, easy there, easy there. Let's not just call it our least favorite show right off top. But yes, as you know, this is Fan Bro Show and the special delivery of the night is we are talking about Game of Thrones. Yes, sir. The Oathkeeper episode. So, what did you think? Oathkeeper. Off the bat, this was probably the first time that I noticed that the show can have some terrible direction. Ooh, speak on it. Um, I won't say terrible. I will say some TV-worthy direction. Like, uh, man, this is the first time that I ever noticed that the musical cues and the foreshadowing. I think I've mentioned this before on the show, but the foreshadowing in in this show is so, like, blatant sometimes (laughs) that it's, I don't know, you know, like... Um, what was it? A big moment from the show that I noticed, like, uh, what's his name is standing there? Podrick is standing there and he's like, what are you waiting for? A kiss? And then five seconds later, uh, Jamie and what's her name? Big Yow, you know, she's waiting for the kiss. Nah, Brienne, yeah. You know, it's, it's little things like that, but I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit right away. You know, we do on Fan Bros Show, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a good episode. Kind of a place keeper, but gave some, you know, big moments at the same time and moved the plot along and had, I mean, one of the illest endings, of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, that was that was what I, you know, they're killing the endings. Like, if anything, this is the best show in the last five minutes. You could be bored for like (laughs) 50 minutes and in the last five minutes be like, damn, now I got to watch next week. Yeah, but um, uh, definitely. but the one thing that I thought was was really interesting was that, first of all, they really covered a lot of ground. Like, we jumped yeah. by, like, five different stories. One thing, of course, I'm really grateful for is that um, we started off with the Khaleesi storyline, which is my yep. favorite storyline. And, of course, you get a lot of action. You're always going to get a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, movement. You're not going to just be sitting there talking about scheming. She's actually doing it. 
uh, Grey Worm is learning English or whatever the language they speak in <laughs> Game of Thrones. Show, right? uh, so I, I'm really appreciating that. Also, there's kind of an idea that maybe there's a trust factor towards the Khaleesi, which I kind of peeped before. I like the fact that she's, you know, multidimensional in the f- in the way they're presenting her reign. You know, it's not like she just rules with an iron hammer. And then are we to really trust her? Is she really freeing the slaves or is she not? Um, At least he was very bloodthirsty to have had a bloodless re- revolution. Well, the thing that I really dig is, and I'm glad you brought that up, is... Um, when they were about to execute all the masters and one of her, I forget the dude's name, but one of her counselors, you know, tries to tell her, like, you don't need to kill all these people. Meanwhile, she's just like, no, they killed no. these babies. And you know what? I'm going to do my thing and don't get in my way. And yep. that I really, you know, so let me execute all these dudes and show the slaves that I mean business. When the like when it comes to that slogan, kill your mat, kill the masters, which I yeah. feel like is the kind of theme of her, you know, rise to the top of her conquering these eastern lands. Um, and so I do, you know, feel like her uh, character arc is really strong, getting stronger. Again, I don't read the books um, and I choose not to at this point. I choose not to go on Wikipedia to figure out what her arc is. I'm really being truthful to the TV show. Um, so I love the beginning. I love where, where we're going. And of course I can't get enough of that. We didn't see any dragons, which I'm kind of pissed off of. I keep um, telling you, you're not going to see dragons that much, mainly because of budget concerns. Like on this episode, the dragon money went into the white Walker effects. So, you know, that's <laughs> not that's only the white Walker effects in the last five minutes, but also the uh, wolf effects, the the, yes. the wolf effects from the yes, Stark family. Yes, you got family. two dire wolves this right. episode. Like, you're not going to get that on every episode, and dragons, and White Walkers. And you know? one question, how do the wolves, the CGI wolves on an HBO show look better than any of the wolves in the Twilight movies? Ooh. I don't understand. Ah, uh, Twilight, good, go back to the drawing board. Yeah, anyway, um, so yeah, I was also really... Also, the question is, how do you know? You've seen both of the Twilight movies? I was forced to see some of the Twilight movies. I don't know who forced me. I forget. It happens. But yep, it happens. Uh, sure all I have to say about involved. Twilight is vampire baseball. That's it. Mm-hmm. And after yeah. I saw vampire baseball, I was I, I knew that this was not for me. But, okay. Uh, something that we have to bring up, though, is because I've already been shouted out on Twitter over this because people say that I predicted... Who uh, killed Joffrey? Who killed Joffrey? Who killed? And uh, no, I don't. I don't think that Littlefinger. Well, actually, that's another moment of this show with. That's what I was gonna say. With with big um, foreshadowing that it's just like ridiculous or not. It's it's kind of cute though how they did it with the cut from Littlefinger to the mother Tyrell, and he's like, you know, I have new friends who were involved in this too. And then boom, we cut to the mom Tyrell. Right, of course. You know, so there's so much going on. You, I don't know. I don't know if you call that bad direction or good direction. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the thing. I don't know how you call that really, because that was kind of sweet. You know, it's like the kiss one later on was kind of like, oh, okay, but that one was okay. I'm like, boom. So yeah, it seems to be my prediction. You know, came or like I've all. You know, I was also aided by some internet on that, but it seems that 
it is little i didn't know little finger obviously but it seems that mama tyrell is definitely involved in Murder well yeah Off. well yeah. she had she she i mean one of the big drops in this show or the big reveals is that you know the the sansa's uh necklace had some poison yep. and then when we get to the queen of thorns she you know basically admits to being behind his murder uh, and mm-hmm. then provides a necklace for her own daughter, uh, granddaughter. Yeah. And so, you know, who knows who the granddaughter has to kill next. So, you know, I, I mean, don't think that's the same type of necklace, though. I think the granddaughter is, is good on killing. Yeah, okay, well, I'm just <laughs> saying, I mean, I thought it was interesting, like, you know, here we go, whether it's foreshadowing or just, like, symbolic irony. But, you know, I mean, to me, it's basically the Queen of Thorns who's behind the whole thing. I don't know exactly how it got done, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, it seems like the... Yeah, it really doesn't matter at this point. At you know, this point, the collusion between her and, and uh, Littlefinger, it's like, it's all good. They got it sewn up. There's a plot hatching going on, so... Yeah, and I have to say, I thought Littlefinger was grimy as hell as um Carcetti on The Wire. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But he is, I mean, I guess from the first season, he's already established that he's grimier than that ever, but... He was like such a grimy character already, and he's you know far like surpassed that now. Like <laughs> I have props to the actor. I mean, I guess he's good at playing grimy, but his little finger is a different type of grimy than Garcetti. And yeah, props, <laughs> right, props right, to right. him. Right. Um, I have to make mention of another thing though. The one thing that really threw me off is Jon Snow and my man who was sent from um, I don't know the the, I'm just gonna call him Serpico. Because he's like the fastest undercover agent I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> you know, he gets sent on this mission and suddenly he's a member of the Night's Watch. Like, how fast does it take to get into the Night's Watch? Do you just roll up to the wall and you're like, oh, yo, you know, I want to be down. And they're like, fuck it, you made it this far. You know, like, <laughs> here you go, here's some black clothes. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. Like, I really have to question that. I mean, that's the one thing about the show versus the books. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of time that you don't see. Right, compression. You know, yeah, mad time has passed because it was just like, wow, okay, now he's down. And then that was the other point that I had to say about the direction was that, you know, when they're showing him, when they're talking about, you know, who will join me, they have this light shining on him. And then when it goes over to him standing up, the music starts playing like, dum, 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 you know, like, oh, come on, man. Like, I think, you know, to be honest, I really think like they were jumping around to so many different uh, it was like basically like a, a club sandwich with different ingredients. <laughs> this episode has so many layers of different flavors. They had to make it hit you over the head with the clues so that you could okay, get it. Okay, I feel you and remind everybody this guy's bad. Like, or I or, or okay. just like, you know, to overstate the cues that of what's going on in each storyline. They did cover like so much, you know. So was, much. No, it I was, really feel it was weird. If we're going back over it now and talking about it, I really definitely see you know i had to make notes because i was like counting the different you know scene changes and or like character group changes and it was so many so i really hey, do hey, feel you because you exactly know, we, had we had the interaction with jamie and cersei that we didn't talk about right or Tyrion ja- and, and yeah, jamie. jamie and Tyrion coming back together and jamie really showing his love for his brother you know and his sister obviously but and getting Kind of cold dissed by both of them. I mean, really getting cold dissed by Cersei, but not so much by Tyrion, you know? Right. Seems like they got the alliance. Jamie sends Big Girl out after Sansa. It was definitely a lot going on this episode. 
Yeah, and then also I love the the way the Queen of Thorns was is teaching her granddaughter, you know, Marjorie, how to really work work her position to gain influence with the the new king visiting him in his chambers. He's all underage. Yeah, her pimp game is so strong. Yeah, it is. Grandmama and young Tyrell pimp game, you know, hand is strong. Because she left him with a kiss on the forehead like it was the best man or something. Right, and he was like Like, straight shook. He was, I have a feeling he was about to fondle his own royal self um, (laughs) to go to sleep. (laughs) I didn't want to say it, but I'm glad you did. Because, I mean, come on, that's the logical conclusion. That was another little cut, yo. They cut to the next scene, and, you know, Jamie's leather was like fapping away, you know. It was like, "Mm, okay, (laughs) not a little more subtle, but, you know, still there. Right, right. A <laughs> yeah. lot of winks, a lot of winks in this episode to the to the audience. Definitely a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, I guess we have other than that, we had the, uh, I mean, the big ending of the show. Right. And wow, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I thought it was good. I think, like you said, they might have blown the dragon budget on the White Walkers, but. <laughs> First of all, it seems like there's different White Walkers. There's like the 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 guy who brings the stuff, and then the guy who takes it. So, you know, when he, like he the, he's carrying the like baby, the, he's like the delivery boy White Walker or something. You know, not to mention the wire again, but it's like he's like the dude on the corner. You That's know? right. And he brings in the dope, and another guy cooks it up. That's right. That's right. And cooks up yeah. them babies. <laughs> <laughs> got the, got them babies cooking, boy, man. <laughs> or or freezing. Actually, the opposite. Because I guess that's how you you turn people into White Walkers. Is this guy touches you, and so do they grow up? Or I like again, I haven't yeah, read the book. Is there so. gonna be like White Walker little toddlers? Running yeah, around exactly. Or, or yeah, I thought they came fully formed, but uh, then I I thought that they were actually like undead, but I guess they're not. I guess maybe uh. I thought they were, for some reason, from season one, I always thought that they were, like, undead or they had gotten bitten or frozen. Maybe that's how you make the big White Walkers. Because it seems like, like you said, there's little, you know, there's levels to this-ish. Right. As they say. Because it's like there's, you know, there's the White Walkers you saw in the first season who attacked Snow, who he burned up with fire, who just seemed to be a dude who is dead and, you know, came back to life. And then there's like when the army first approached, you see these guys with the blue eyes, right? Who are on right. the horses mainly, you know. And right. then there's a bunch of walkers. So I, it seems that there's like generals, you know, El Capitans or whatever, you know. So it's like there's a lot of levels to these. Similar, walkers. similar to the levels in the '68 version of uh, Planet of the Apes. You know, all the worker apes are gorillas, mm. and the chimpanzees are the scientist class, and of course the orangutans. Which represent the uh, you know the Eurocentric class, were oh. the uh, were the uh, the governing class, and actually I'm not I'm not even kidding. If you wiki it, you can see that uh, Rod Serling redid the uh, redid the script so that it echoed the civil rights. Um, so anyway, oh no, I mean that that's an obvious thing. We all know that you know all fan bros should know that already. That the original Planet Apes is definitely civil rights base but i didn't i mean i i kind of already peeped that but i didn't know that it was so entwined in it that even like because i I thought the apes versus the you know humans was already racial enough but i didn't peep that even the apes have no within that yeah actually the color thing is based Mm. on the the but anyway i guess my point is maybe within the white walkers there's levels to the uh to the functionality and like who does what and 
everybody there's a hierarchy in every clan on this show like yes. there's no there we go. there's there no we go. equal maybe the wildlings are the only kind of equal no because even they got you know the king you know who had to bring them all together and that's right or based on winning by you know blood and violence so it's right. still you know but something about the white walkers i wanted to say was um it was crazy to peep that the little baby wasn't crying when he was being carried by the white walker right and then it's you know when he sets him back down and he's out in the cold again then he starts crying again right but when he's being carried you know he's just calm chilling little baby like whoop, whoop, you know right so there's more to these White Walkers than, like, as you said, than them just being some undead thing. There's a, there's probably a lot more to it. Yeah. Once again, as we don't read the books, we don't know. But, yeah, I mean, overall, Oathkeeper, another great episode. Like I said, I don't want to, you know, people be like, oh, Ben, I mean, let's talk about, the, you know, it, you know, I just say there were some moments where, you know, it was kind of like, but as you said, that's more of so many topics, so many different storylines we had to cover. So yeah, I think I think the, they they actually did a good job on trying to cover. In my opinion, covering all these different storylines, keeping it moving. We got a little brand going on. We got like you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. We covered a lot of topics. I I do feel like now that we've had an episode that is so multi layered, club sandwich style. I think now we're gonna get into some breaking out and really, you know, concentrating on a certain amount of characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Definitely some of that. Yeah. Even though we had some sex in this episode, but just like last episode, it was, ooh, man, yeah, there were, (laughs) Well, that's not really, I mean, it's more rape than sex. Yeah, better left unsaid. Um, Almost like what we're about to talk about next, probably. Oh, boy, what a segue, Ben, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I only like to point it by myself, but since you did, thanks. Um, Yeah, Resurrection Returned. I guess it resurrected itself for its... Before season finale, only one more episode to go next week, Ben. I mean, I'm gonna butcher this for your pleasure. The penultimate episode is that how they call uh, it? There you go, yeah, not nice. butchered at all. Not butchered all at all. All right, all right, all right. The penultimate episode of Resurrection entitled Timsonian. I can't even remember already. Schemes of the Devil. Oh man, that would be dope if this episode actually lived up to it. You know, I, if I see a title to Schemes of the Devil, I feel like I'm about to watch like a, a Damien, like one of the Omen movies, or, you know, they got this new Rosemary's Baby coming out. So I'm thinking Maybe like Jacob is the devil. Yeah, you know, I, it's and just. Schemes of whispering around I, are what I, it's about. I wish there wasn't really a devil in this show, and I wish they would call it for what it is, because I have to say, all the questions that Ben Hameen and I have had since the beginning are still unanswered, which are very logical questions. And the science mythology or the sci-fi mythology or whatever ghost mythology or horror that they're playing with, they still have not explained. This show has the dumbest scientists since Prometheus. Okay, okay. Although, you know. Dumbest uh, dumbest smart scientists. Let me me put that right. Dumbest smart scientists. That needs to be a new one on fanbros.com. The dumbest smart scientists? Okay. Yeah, in movies. Because I heard that. um, Outbreak. Outbreak is a good one like that. Ooh, I heard that. Dustin Hoffman. uh, Dustin Hoffman. Outbreak. The new Johnny Johnny Depp joint. Oh, Transcendence, uh, yes. Yeah, I heard that has some dumb smart scientists in it too. Dumbest smart so, yeah, scientists, yeah. That might that might be a new list coming soon. But yeah, um beyond that, Tim Sony, I I can't say that I hated this episode nearly as much as some of the other ones. Like towards the end, it actually 
Can I ask you a question though? I almost, I almost can, let me ask you a question. Let like, me ask you a question. These are ghosts <laughs> that have come back, right? I'm still, I'm still struggling with this, right? But until they disappear, that's when people start really freaking out. I didn't get that. Like this guy, I don't, I don't, I don't the, the reverend. Uh, anyway, fan bros, there's a reverend who impregnated. Uh, a ghost. And she comes back to find out she's pregnant. The reverend the, the, is, he impregnated is, a woman, right? She, but she's a she she's one of the returned, one of the ghosts. Yep. Anyway, she gets kidnapped. So already you're kidnapping a pregnant ghost, and then this guy <laughs> runs to the cops asking for help, but he didn't really pay attention to her that much when she was there as a pregnant ghost. And it was like, I'm like, wait, what? I just did not get it, Ben. I mean, this is... His wife they, also conveniently vanished for this episode. I, it's cr- right. And then uh, it's just crazy. It's so convenient. I just want to... I'm going to spoil this. I mean, I don't think we should recap the details. But the one I thing that's... I don't think anyone cares. That, right, exactly. But the one thing that's kind of crazy right now is that mad people are coming back to Arcadia. Yes. And returning in droves and... You know who the people of Arcadia are calling? Their local sheriff's office. <laughs> and this, again, is to my point. Ben Hameen said this episodes ago. The internet, CNN, nobody's here. Nobody's called another friend in another town. With the mass media these days, if this took place in the 50s, I'd even understand it, sort of. Barely. But now, with everything that's going on, and poor Omar Epps, surrounded by I don't know what, <laughs> I feel like he get just got sucked into a soap opera that he can't get out of, and you know, here we are. Is, I was about to say that the, you know the ending with the people returning was dope and everything, and you know another spoiler for those who really care, you know Rachel returning from getting shot was even, you know, pretty like, wow, you know, these people are like even unkillable. They're like Jason or something. No, but, you're waiting way too much into it. No, Super no, no, convenient. But I'm, not I'm not done because okay. what I have to say, though, is what really, you know, before I could even finish that sentence, I had to say that Omar Epps' character told the sheriff, forget about it, after he just witnessed a woman, a pregnant woman get shot and killed because of his error. Because Omar Epps told the preacher to stay in the car. He didn't. And so this woman's dead. And so Omar's just like, ah, forget about it. And the dude's like, yeah, gives him a shrug and gets in the car. Gives him the Kanye shrug, you know, and then gets in the car and keeps it moving. Like, I can't even with this show, man. I try and I try and I can't. But Ben I mean, she was already dead. So she gets shot again. Like, this is my point. She comes back. <laughs> Nobody's amazed. But so, so, and then the other thing is the guy who disappeared, whatever, three weeks ago, so After Effects like, like, I don't know who did the effects All on right, that one. We've done that enough. W- when Caleb disappeared, his, yeah. his blood also disappeared, right? So yep. clearly there's a supernatural effect to this show. So a ghost who comes back who's pregnant gets shot, bleeds, and I guess is in the morgue, but then is found on the road when Omar Epps, you know, runs into her late at night. But it's a different version of her in a different dress. And I'm just like, this is really... Wait, she's not wearing the same dress that she was wearing? No, she, she was wearing a completely different dress. And so what I'm thinking is there's multiple returns of people 
maybe I'm I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. At this point, I really don't care. I'm still not through with <laughs> I the think logic. She's wearing the same dress. I think that was the point. No, no, no. Got. It wasn't. It wasn't the same dress. It wasn't. Okay. I, I, yeah. No, I remember. I mean, first of all, this episode could have happened like five episodes ago. And and yeah. I feel like the people returning on mass could have happened a long time ago. It would have been a lot more interesting. Um, so anyway, uh, this show, thankfully, one more episode for the season finale. I'm sure they're gearing up for season two. I will not be watching. Peace to Omar Epps <laughs> and everybody at ABC for taking a soap opera and putting a little bit of ghost in it. And when it should have been a lot of ghost and a little bit of soap opera. That's my opinion. All right, man. Well, we definitely had to wrap up this episode, but before we do, Kimsonian, real quick, I know you know people out there have been clamoring for us to speak on Arrow. Orphan Black has returned. Yes. I haven't got to watch the separate, second episode of Orphan Black yet. How's Arrow been? Quick recap. I heard there was some big developments this week. So, super spoiler alert, last Don't, episode. Uh, okay, all right, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> last episode <laughs> uh, was a big major episode in the Arrow universe. Uh, I've been, I'm a new Arrow watcher. I dig it. I don't dig it. I dig it. I don't dig it. Um, but last episode was actually pretty good. Killed off a major character. Um, they killed off. Uh, don't say it. Let, all right, leave it at that. We're good there. Killed off a major character. <laughs> uh, you know, we are the spoiler alert, but let's leave it. You know, right? Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll I'll put it at that. You guys should check out Arrow. It's actually super fan bros esque. It's a good take on good remix on you know the Green Arrow and Oliver Queen and aristocracy, and they really did play that up to the hilt. I really dig that uh aspect of it um uh and then orphan black has been really interesting again i'm a new you know watcher of orphan black i feel like they play up some things more than others i i don't think they've mastered the balance of uh kind of action versus science versus plot i don't know how else to say it um they do a great great job with the multiple personalities though i do have to say that I mean, I've been watching Orphan Black, you know, since last season. I watched the whole season at once. And I always say that the lead actress, and, you know, one of these days I'm going to shout her out by name, you know, murders it. And, you know, but beyond that, Orphan Black still hasn't found its ground in me. But it's, you know, only season two, only the beginning of it. I'm going to catch up this week. So we'll discuss that more on Fan Bros this week. Also, shout out to FanBros.com for anyone who's still you know, on the fence about Arrow, we have a great article up on there where you can, you know, read all the things without getting spoiled. You'll know whether or not you want to watch it. Fanbros.com for your Arrow information. And since Resurrection's ending, I promise, folks, that we are done with this <laughs> by next week. I'll be much more up on my Arrow. We'll talk more on that. We'll talk more on Orphan Black, more Game of Thrones, one last episode of Resurrection just to put it in the dirt. Let's do it, and so that it's not resurrected on Fanbros anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, Timsonian. One last shout out. Next weekend is Free Comic Book Day. Check the Fanbros if you're in New York City. We'll be at Bergen Comics. You know, during the day, doing some giveaways, doing whatnot. Check us out. Come see us. Bergen Comics in Brooklyn. You know what it is. All right, Ben. Yeah. You know, that did my little commercial now, you know, it was a little pause there, but we good. All right. This has been a special delivery of Fan Bros Show. 
Speaking on Game of Thrones, as always, has been your boy DJ Ben Amin. Kim Sonian, anything else? That's it. I want to just thank all the fan bros out there for all your support. Check us out on, on the website. Yes, word up, fanbros.com. But one last thing, yo, before we bounce, I we got to shout out Sir Pounce. The cat, son. I know, I Before know. I said if I had a cat. Shout out, Sir Pounce. I said if I had a cat, I would shout Twitter out Sir As I speak, yeah, Sir yeah. Pounce, what up, my dude? Yeah, yeah, Sir again. Pounce is dope. Get skinned. Life is good, bro. That's going to be my my male stripper name is Sir Pounce. I like that. Ayo, and we out of here. <laughs> Fat bros. Fat bros.